Welcome to another episode of The Jolden Triangle, bringing you humor, knowledge, and conversation. I'm your host, Joel Ives, alongside my partner in crime, Jay Rippa. And today, we discuss the perils of eating a really bad breakfast, explore the motivations, or lack thereof, of two newsworthy millennials, and we close out with a chat with the world-renowned photographer, Patrick Castillo. So sit back and stay tuned. Greetings, greetings, and welcome to another episode of the Jolden Triangle. Yeah. I'm your host, Joel Ives, sitting in the studio here today, hanging out right with my right-hand man over here. Say what's up, Jay Ripa. What's up? What's up, Joel? How you doing? Yeah, doing really great, man. Yeah, having a, a wonderful night so far. Getting everything done. Had a busy day today, man. Got a lot of stuff done, driving a lot. Working a lot with my hands, with my brains, you know, getting yeah, it done, bro. The temperature finally broke. It's been nice being outside now. Dude, thank God. It's at that little point right where it's just perfect. So, man, what was your day about today, man? How are you feeling? Um, you my friend on? rolled into town. It's good to see old friends, you know. Yeah, yeah. Doing, you know, signing my kid up for school. That's kind of the other thing I did today. Oh, yeah, yeah. It's... It's the back to school time. Back to school. Yeah. Get your kid out there. Did get you get like a school gear? Yeah, I was gonna ask about the gear, man. Did you get like the box of Kleenex and you know like fourteen hundred pencils? No, I should get a box of Kleenex. So that's for sure. Yeah, some got runny noses over them. Man, some boogery noses. Like, what is it with kids and boogery noses? It's funny, like once you have kids, like how it like opens you up to, you know, it's like all of a sudden you're like getting sick and germs and all these things that you didn't have to deal with for so long. I wonder, and the medical research looked into the immune systems of parents with a lot of boogery-nosed children and people who have no kids, who is like the stronger, uh, who's got the stronger immunity? Oh, yeah, no, like I could probably be, a, you know, working at a hospital right now, my immunity is so strong. Booger-driven pathogens. Yeah, it's not, it's interesting about like, you know, if you lived in the city, how many more germs you're getting exposed to compared to living out in the country. Yeah. Kind of definitely appreciate living out in the country for that. It kind of isolates you, you know. But here it's like if somebody gets sick, the whole town gets sick. So, Damn. hey, like what I was just thinking, we were talking about this earlier. Do you believe in Bigfoot? Do I believe in Bigfoot? Uh, golden, golden Triangles, Heartland of Bigfoot. It's kind of every business has a Bigfoot in its name. Every, like, mural has bigfoot incorporated into it there's statues all over we're kind of like in this little bigfoot mecca here yeah yeah that's real like what what are your bigfoot thinkings man so with the bigfoot situation i i grew up and i loved bigfoot we had a couple books about like the unsolved mysteries and it was the loch ness monster you know, your typical UFO mysteries and Bigfoot was one of those in this book. Uh, I think maybe it was like a time, time life mystery books, whatever yeah, they'd yeah, sell yeah. you. Time life. Yeah. Nice, I like that. And so uh, we had that collection as, as children and I freaking loved it. Me and my older bro, Mike, shouts out to you, Mike. What's up, dude? Uh, we would just like pour over these books and just get way into all of these uh, conspiracies and these mysteries and whatnot. And then come to find out years go by and here I am living in the heart of Bigfoot country. And um, like literally, if I want to get a burger, where do I go? Bigfoot burger. Right. If I want to rent a motel for a night, Bigfoot motel. There's a Bigfoot everything out here. And so 
deep down in my heart, I, I want to believe, but the skeptic in me just kind of, the footage, Ooh, I don't know. That, me, yeah, I know, I know. <laughs> but listen, listen, let me, let me qualify that statement by saying that I have talked to a couple people who swear, like, from their core that they saw a Bigfoot or they saw something that was like a Bigfoot or that they could not explain. And because of the way that they described it to me, the way that they spoke of it, I felt like I had to believe them. Like, I don't, I, I can't say until I have my own experience that I personally have information about it and can, you know, try to convince anyone else. But these, these two separate occasions, two people, the way that they spoke was like, I don't even care if you believe me, but just hear me. Just listen yeah, to what I have to say. Real. I saw this thing. You're like, and nah. You're like, yeah. you're calling me a liar. <laughs> and, you know, I, so, so, Here's, the, here's my thing is I, I am open to new information about everything for the most part. I'm open to information. So uh, if anyone has got better footage than that old footage back in the day, which is a little suspect if you ask me, if you got better footage, I'm ready to see it. Or if you got a, a great story, account, yeah. a good story, I'm ready to hear it. But have I seen anything that's Bigfoot like? Not personally. No footprint. No footprints. No, no like. 10 feet long no. dookie trails or anything like that, which <laughs> apparently is a thing. I mean, believe it or not. Um, yeah, you know, I had a bear in my yard, but now that you mention it, it might have been, might have been a Bigfoot dookie in the yard. <laughs> yeah. Bigfoot shit. Bigfoot have, like, you know, does he use toilet paper? What's Bigfoot doing You know, man, like, you know, this is, this is a slippery slope because, I mean, all I can really imagine, and please, all the tender ears out there, please plug your ears. I'm afraid that Bigfoot, as fuzzy as he is, is walking around with like massive dingleberries. Yeah, they should call him Dingleberry. <laughs> Dingleberry foot walking Big, around over here, just foot. fuzzy buttocks. Okay. Me, you know, I was believing it, and then I just thought of that, and I was like, nah. Yeah. It can't be real. However, have you heard of the theory that uh, Bigfoot is a fourth dimensional being? I've heard people go a little bit deep. Yeah, you know, you got your, yeah. Bigfoot hunters, like if you're a professional, like oh, I talk about Bigfoot for a living and people pay me, you better come up with some sort of explanation why no one can find a Bigfoot. Yeah, like, yeah. Oh yeah, they can turn off cameras electronically with their mind. How convenient. Yeah, that's a. It's a very convenient power to just be bestowed with, like nice, like evolution. Yeah, like, what is he a Pokemon <laughs> or something? Like, right. Yeah, so I, who knows? I mean, and actually, you know, maybe Bigfoot is listening into us right now and he's yeah, shaking Bigfoot, his head being like, the... you non-believers, you unbelievers, infidels even. Yeah. And so, you know, uh, if you're out there listening, Bigfoot, I believe in you. He's but if you're there, not out there, I don't, I, it's, it's up in the air. It's up in the air. You want some royalties? <laughs> Every time somebody names a restaurant after him, yeah. it's like gets a check in the mail. Maybe that's how everyone keeps them in the shadows. They're like, look, just stay in the woods. Confidentiality. Bigfoot burgers. Yeah, straight up. Yeah, like, look, just keep it quiet, Bigfoot. You know, look, we'll just throw a little meat out in the bushes. Just keep it quiet. Just let us use the name and we'll give you all that, like the burger meat. Yeah, you think uh, Bigfoot's not above bribery? Like, no man no. I don't know if he exists but I know he is corrupt if he does exist <laughs> he is corrupted yeah and and like I say uh, always open to new information um, so if any of you out there in uh, the Jolden Triangle land have any uh, information about Bigfoot 
please, please write in, call in. We would love to hear from you, and uh, we'd love to hear your story about the Bigfoot or the the Yeti or the Abominable Snowman or any of these uh, larger-than-life primate characters. Yeah. Have you been abducted? We want to hear from you. Ooh, abducted. It would be like what we should call somebody who lives in Roswell. You're like, hey, you live Whoa. in Roswell? We live in Willow Creek. Like, Man, you know, dude, we're we're just a couple a couple seconds away from turning to coast to coast AM oh, yeah, right now. Coast dude. to coast, really on that coast to coast though. Yeah. So what else? We'll get off the Bigfoot and alien conspiracies. Uh, what else is going on in the world? We got. So, you think about uh, the modern diet of, uh, of of people today. You know, like there's been a, a pretty big change from our youth growing up and everything as far as cereal and healthy choices and what was acceptable then and versus like what information we have now yeah and you know maybe maybe we've always been allergic to some of this garbage that's been out there but we've just gotten you know as as we kind of grew up just having sickness be something that was built into whatever (laughs) i actually remember uh eating uh this was on the east coast they don't have this on the west coast now um it was a a restaurant called hardy's the west coast equivalent is uh our, Carl's Jr. Oh, Carl's Jr. is the Hardee's. Yeah, yeah, Carl's Jr. is the Hardee's of the West Coast. But I would wake up for work and I'd go to Hardee's to get a uh, nice breakfast sandwich. And uh, they had this special combo where if you got two ham biscuits and, you know, these little uh, tots good. and, you know, like a biscuits, soda. Some tots. Oh, yeah. Top it off with a soda. Yeah, just You're straight living, up. Living the dream right there. Man, and I would be sick for the entire day in and out of the bathroom, like multiple times every day and i thought that that was like well you know this just breakfast is just not really good for me what it was not good for me was this salty ham filled with oil you know and and freaking uh, uh 32 ounces of high fructose corn syrup that's what was making me sick every single day not breakfast generally so um when i figured that out then i just stopped eating that garbage and uh all of a sudden I had good mornings again. So, you know, like the, as time goes by, we kind of figure out what's good for us and what's not good for us. So just recently, according to the Center for Disease Control, they've issued a warning on Kellogg's Honey Smacks. You remember the cereal, the Honey Smacks? Do you remember Did the that guy? Have the bear with like the... Like, that was Sugar Bear. Sugar Bear wasn't that Honey Smacks? Oh no, Honey Smacks had like the what the uh, what did they? Have? It was the frog. It was Smacks the frog. frog. Yeah. They didn't replace the bear with the frog. It was. I think that was like one was uh, General Mills. I think General Mills had oh, the like they bear had competition. And Honey Smacks was Kellogg. Yeah. yeah. The fucking frog better watch his back. Sugar Bear comes Some that golden crisp. Yeah. Yeah, he was so laid back, man, but he was straight peddling sugar to the kids, man. He was like a a pusher on the streets, man. But so here's the warning. The Center for Disease Control strikes at the heart of Kellogg's uh, cereal empire, warning about Honey Smacks. They they say, do not eat this cereal. Well, thank you, Center for Disease Control, for telling us what we already knew because Honey Smacks was gross, man. What was that? It was puffed wheat. That was like the least good cereal of them all. I mean, because they enrich them all, and that's like all your nutrients are coming from like whatever, you know, synthetic kind of powdered vitamins. Yeah, yeah, powdered powdered vitamin they put into the. Yeah, like how do you even puff a wheat? 
Dude, you know, I, I'm not really sure. Um, I never liked it, so uh, I, I feel like I fortunately have, have escaped the, this warning. Yeah. But what they're saying is, uh, I don't know how this gets into these recipes, but apparently uh, the cereal has been linked to a salmonella outbreak that has infected 100 people in 33 states. That's pretty gnarly. Yeah, that's a pretty gross way to go out. Um, 100 people is about like... Yeah, that, I mean that, and but see, so here's the thing: How do you know that this hundred people didn't eat Honey Smacks, go to work, and on their way to work stopped at Hardee's and got two ham biscuits, a bunch of tots, and then a soda, and got sick from that? Where were you, Center for Disease Control, when I was like having chronic diarrhea every morning? You know, it's warning like- me about <laughs> Honey, <laughs> warning me about Hardee's. And now you're you're here. Thank you, thank you. By the way, but you're here warning us about honey smacks. But I'm already off the honey smacks train. Yeah, we get our warnings a little more quick now. They didn't have warnings back then. I think it was just like, oh, you got it. Yeah, you just like look. I mean, back in my day, when you got salmonella, they were like, well, you know, your options are to die or to suffer and then die. Have you ever had food poisoning? You ever have anything oh. like that? Just strike. Yeah. Gotten hit a few times, definitely. Not not a fun way to go. Not All right. a fun time. I wonder, I mean, dude, it could have been salmonella because what they're saying here is that 30 of the people infected in the outbreak, I mean, an outbreak, that seems like a really strong word. Yeah. Like it's like 100 people, right? And I mean, my heart goes out to all of the people suffering from fever, cramps, and diarrhea within 12 to 72 hours, right? My heart goes out to y'all, but... Uh, this was me. This was me eating Hardee's in the morning. But it, it wasn't 12 to 72 hours. It was like 12 to 72 minutes, if that. So, yeah, there's just certain things that, you know, you just shouldn't do. And fortunately, now we got the Center for Disease Control tweeting out warnings. But, you know, why weren't you, why weren't you tweeting warnings back in uh, the, the, the late 90s? Hmm. So, uh, uh, you ever go down to Los Angeles, man? Yeah, I've been down there. You know, not Sorry to hear often. about that. Yeah, I don't really go down there too often. Yeah, dude, I'm grateful to not have to deal with the the traffic and all of that whole. Um, just like the, the snarl, you know, just that whole thing. Yeah, yeah, everything that goes with it. Yeah, so if you happen to be down in LA back in June, this is uh, coming from June 27th, as reported by the Los Angeles Times. Uh, there was a there was a bit of a a traffic snarl. And uh, it turns out that uh, there was a guy who wanted to uh, have, do a little publicity stunt down in uh, downtown L.A. So I'll just read you this very first paragraph. And, man, this is just, wow. This is, like, totally L.A. And it's great. Here we go. A shirtless man wearing boxer shorts shut down the southbound lanes of the 110 freeway in downtown Los Angeles for two hours Wednesday after he scaled an exit sign unfurled political banners and began vaping, dancing and shouting from a bullhorn. <laughs> shouting from a bullhorn? Shouting from a bullhorn so and he had vaping. Like technology on his side. Yeah, he was, he was ready. He had the banner, he had his vape, he was dancing, and he had the bullhorn. So he's not crazy. He's... When, what was his protest? Uh, apparently, it was less of a protest and more about, um, more about a publicity stunt because apparently uh, he's a rapper and he wanted to kind of like bring awareness to his uh, to oh, his platform. Rapping. Yeah, his name is uh, he's twenty nine. Uh, his name is Alexander Dunn. 
He performs under the stage name Defri. Apparently, he was being <laughs> recorded throughout the incident. Well, his producer <laughs> says, and they're going to release a music video uh, of this whole uh, event. Uh, apparently, Wednesday evening. You should get an interview with him. Look, we should line that up, man. Yeah, we should definitely line yeah. that up. Go What's on. His name Deezy. Uh, Defri. Defri. His banner that he uh, he unfurled for all of Los Angeles to see said, fight pollution, not each other. That's good, yeah. And they had another sign. He says, give a hoot, don't pollute. Wait. I think, yeah, I think he's got some plagiarism was, there. Huh? Was, was, this, was this Captain Planet? No, that's a... Uh, Disguised as a person? Like... As a rapper? In his boxers. In his boxers? Yeah. Was this Captain Planet up there telling us not to pollute and like not fight each other? Was this a Saturday? Because that's like a Saturday morning cartoon. At the end of the cartoon, they give you that like that little moral of the story. The like, the listen, story. kids. Listen, kids. Don't fight each other, and give a hoot. Don't pollute. Stop using straws. It says witnesses said the man was alternating between yelling about himself, love, and God, and freestyle rapping. He also took breaks and would sit down and vape. That's awesome. I mean, I I just feel like. I don't know that I would go to such great lengths to promote the Jolden Triangle, but maybe I should. Dude. Maybe I should. Oh. One thing I'm not, the, the article doesn't really explain exactly how he was able to, with boxers and no shirt, have a banner, or have like multiple banners, bullhorn, a vape. So yeah, he, 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 was, he was really well equipped, but not very well dressed. And uh, you got to see the video here. It looks like he's... Well, is he upside down? Yeah, he's totally upside down. It looks like he's on a, a, a half pipe. There's no skateboard anywhere to be seen. Is there a string holding him up? Is he look at this. Here? Look at these two. We got like the highway patrol here, and we're just looking at a picture of uh, Defrey doing some kind of crazy Hot. jump over here. And yeah, it looked like the, the cast of Chips over here, freaking Ponch over here with a big ass <laughs> California patrol helmet yeah. looking like Darth Helmet from Spaceballs over here. Wow, it's so here this is how it all this is how it all wound up after the cops were getting ready to straight shut the party down. This is the episode finally ended when the husky sign climber, he was husky. They are fat shaming him. Interesting thing to say. They're yeah. fat shaming Defrey over here. That's totally unacceptable that in this husky. day and age. So it ended when the husky sign climber performed a backflip off the structure and landed on a massive inflatable cushion placed on the freeway by firefighters. Wow. Wow, wow. Defrey. So look for Defrey. On your Spotify or Sound, he's probably SoundCloud. Qual. Yeah, probably probably SoundCloud rapper, Dude, you know, which is all good. No, you know, all respect to SoundCloud. Yeah. Um, SoundCloud. What we'll do is, uh, you know, if you're really interested to hear what Defrey, I mean, AKA Captain Planet, you you're should. interested to hear what he got to say. You know, he's going to tell you that the, the, you know, the power is yours. Guaranteed, that's going to be in there. But uh, but check him out. We're going to see if we can find a link to some of his music. Put it over at Jolden.com. Go check it out at the blog. Even if it's really awful. Even if it's awful, especially if it's awful. Um, but, but Support it. <laughs> look, I don't know how many of y'all out there would really ever do a backflip off of a, a highway sign in Los Angeles onto the freeway, onto an inflatable cushion while the police are, uh, got their guns trained on you. I don't know how many of y'all would do that, but if you did, I would promote your music. There you go. The power is yours. Yeah, that's probably the last time he'll ever be allowed to do that. So did you hear about this this one guy, uh, speaking of the last time you'll ever be able to do something? 
Did you hear about the 30-year-old dude that got evicted from his parents' house by court order? Um, no. Well, like, his parents went to court and were like, could you get our son off our couch? And Well, it was a basement. Left. It was a basement. Um, Can you get our son out of the basement, Judge? He was like, mm, you're going to have to get a lawyer and battle him <laughs> out of your basement. Well, that's exactly what happened, actually. Really? But it, it wasn't like, the, the parents didn't say, huh, we're going to just take you straight to court, asshole, son of ours. No, they were like, hey, um, how about you, you know, just like, move. Find you, you know, be a man and find your own job. And uh, and he was like, no. Yeah, he was no. like, no. And then and they were like, well, how about some money? And he was like, okay. He I took like the money. And then he stayed in the basement. And they were like, um, you really kind of got to do something. And he's like, but the job market, it's just really hard. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and so he proceeded to, uh, to just like stonewall his parents until they had enough. And they were like, you know what? We're going to escalate the situation. And, you know, anytime it, you, know, you think that it's appropriate to escalate the situation, you're probably right. Especially if it's your 30-year-old son who refuses to get a job. So what happened is... Uh, the parents, uh, Mark and Christina Rotondo, started the court proceedings earlier this month and filed evidence of five notices they served with their son starting in February. One note on February 2nd reads, After a discussion with your mother, we have decided that you must leave this house immediately. You have 14 days to vacate. You will not be allowed to return. We will take whatever actions are necessary to enforce this decision. So shortly after this notice, his parents decided to seek legal counsel and served another notice on February 13, granting Michael 30 days to move out or they would begin enforcement procedures. Five days later, in another note, the parents offered some advice and gifted Michael $1,100 to help him find a new place to live. Here's some of that advice. Organize the things you need for work and to manage an apartment. You will need stuff. You must arrange the date and time through your father so he can set it up with the tenant. Number two, sell the other things you have that that have any significant value. For example, stereo, some tools, etc. This is especially true for any weapons that you may have. You need the money and will have no place for the stuff. Number three, there are jobs available even for those with a poor work history like you. Get one. You have to work. Number four, if you want help finding a place, your mother has offered to help you. Oh my, oh my, Michael Rotondo. He's a winner. He's he's a special kind of winner because Michael still didn't heed the notice that it was time to move on. And uh, wow, I mean, it, it ended up escalating into a court proceeding and wow i mean is this is this what happens when you like baby your child too much and you you make all the decisions for them and you totally don't enable them or give them the tools to handle their own responsibilities i would have to see this basement to really pass judgment on that (laughs) you know like what kind of basement are we talking about here like was he nurtured or is he just like maybe he lives in like a hopeless town where there is like nothing you can do and he's like, I got my gun. I suppose, you think yeah. His weapon was a gun. It was probably no, 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 no. It was hell no. You think he's it was a sword? It was like it was a it was like a really huge Japanese ninja sword. You 
It was a ninja sword. This guy. I sell that ninja sword, your stereo. And the nunchucks, sorry, those those nunchucks, yeah. they're bootleg. Oh, she said it hurts his stereo, like, and... Some tools. Tools. I don't know what kind so of he's tools. he's gonna have no tools, no stereo, no ninja sword. Like, man. That's... Yeah, he, and he's like, why do I have to live yeah, for? Like, I have no reason to live. Like, I guess, like, he's like, wait, wait you're gonna tell me to take apart my race car bunk bed? You know what? Um... It's, this is frowned upon in today's society, just like like honey smacks are frowned upon by the CDC. I was spanked as a child. Corporal punishment was a thing. Um, I'm not a violent person, and I don't condone this kind of situation with nobody no more. Um, but this motherfucker needs his ass beat. He needed his ass beat a long time ago, and it's hard to beat the ass of a 30-year-old man who's your son. Like... 30 years is not the time to start the beatings. Yeah, you but I'm saying your window if, at that point. Yeah, yeah, you missed the window of opportunity. You missed the window, beatings. parents. That's what the judge yeah. said. They should have been like, you know what? You missed your window. Yeah, because... What do you want me to do about it? Yeah. Had I been 30 years old, not working, living in a basement, getting five, six notices served to me, yeah. courteous notices... And eleven hundred dollars. Because you know, even and I still refused. I would have been beaten. I would have been beaten. That would be maybe not, but I, you know, I also have ambitions. And um, yeah, man. So the fifth and final notice on March thirty presents Michael some options to get his broken down vehicle off their property, and in all all the options, his parents offered to help pay for the repairs. Wow. So this guy, this guy is, it was like given everything, and given all opportunity, all chance. And uh, still refused to to pick up his own anything. And so, if only we had an award for dumbasses. The dumbass of the day goes to Michael Rotundo of New York. Yeah, winner of the day goes to... Uh, yeah, the winner of the day, Defrey. Defrey. Out of L.A. Check him out on SoundCloud. It's like, yeah, that was a nice, like, full spectrum of life there. And, like, on this one side... We got the like guy who won't has his parents have to sue him to get out of the basement, and then on the other side you have <laughs> Jeffrey. Yeah, who's doing backflips off of yeah, signs off in the middle box. of Los Angeles. Yeah. One is thirty years old. Jeffrey, Jeffrey's twenty nine years old. He's got he's yeah, got Michael right. Rotondo beat, but maybe it's a West Coast East Coast thing. Yeah, I don't know. About a year, about yeah. right in the same peer group, though. You know. Yeah, look, you know, look. Maybe we can get both of these guys. Oh, maybe yeah. we can and have like, we can have Defrey mentor. Mentor. We yeah, can have him mentor Michael mentor Rotondo and be like, look, this is how you handle life. Just, Give a hoop before you get the boot. <laughs> that's, uh, Yo. So listen, um, that that could be a really cool uh, arm wrestling match. I have a feeling who's gonna win. Who do you think is going to win? I feel like Defrey's going to win that one. Really? I don't know. I think Rotundo, he's got like a, he's got weapons. Yeah, but he climbed a, he climbed a freaking sign. Have you ever done that? That takes a little You're upper right, body that strength. That backflip looked like he could like. That was a mean backflip. Yeah, it was a mean backflip. You know I mean? And you know, and he's holding a bullhorn. I don't know. I mean, it's just, there's just like, at least. He, 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 he's he, got the bull by the horn. This is like, true. He sees the day. He sees the sign, the bullhorn. He sees the vape. He seized up traffic. This is a man of action right here, and you know he's he's to be uh, he's to be commended and applauded, and um, yeah, just bringing a, a little bit of uh, sunshine to the day. Uh, meanwhile, some people are living in the darkness of their mom's basement, never seeing shun- sunshine at all.
Our special guest this episode is world-renowned freelance photographer Patrick Castillo. You can see his work on Instagram at Chasing Rooftops, where he documents his adventures behind the lens in ways that defy both imagination and gravity at the same time. Check it out. Here we go. So yeah, man. So so uh, I heard you just got into town. Where'd you come from? Uh, I just came from Asia. Asia. I was in Asia for about like three months. Three months. Okay. Yeah. Okay. And were you? Uh, did you? Were you in uh, any one particular country? Uh, we went to Thailand uh, for a month, then Indonesia for a month, mm-hmm. then to the Philippines for a month. Okay. And uh, and where are you from, by the way? I'm from the Philippines. Uh, moved, I moved out to California about like 10, 10 years ago. Okay. Um, yeah, it's both beautiful places, I would say. Yeah, yeah. I've, I've heard some really cool things about the Philippines. I always thought that it would be a great place to go visit and everything. Oh, yeah. yeah. I was telling Jay that it's actually pretty beautiful out there. Yeah, man. Weather's pretty good, too. Okay. Yeah, yeah I, I hear even like there's some pretty mean surf spots out there. Yeah, hell yeah. Like Shurga. You'd love Shurga if you surf. Okay. Yeah, and Barrow's a lot there. Yeah, have you heard about Alnita before? Mm-mm. It's like all clear waters that you can actually like snorkel. Like, uh, it's not for like diving spots too, you know? Mm-hmm. Like shipwreck. El Nido. Yeah. Go okay. to El Nido if you're ever in the Philippines. Yeah, man. That's crazy. Yeah, so uh, uh, did you get into any uh, any crazy adventures over there? Uh, for, for me, though, like the best one is like in El Nido. People go there specifically for the water, you know? Mm-hmm. And the, you can go out from the mainland and go to like different islands. It's pretty cool. Yeah, so how many how many islands does the Philippines Man, consist uh, of? I mean, is or, or, or uh, maybe inhabitable? We were reading it was like seven thousand. Oh wow! Okay, there were seven thousand. Yeah. Can you imagine that? Like seven thousand. That's that's really islands. intense, and, it, and you know, I would have never guessed that. Yeah, I, mean, I, I would have guessed that. Like, ever. Well, maybe like twenty three, and that's just like the Philippines, because then like yeah. Indonesia is like a whole other mess yeah. of like islands. And then Thailand, yeah. that's like, is that like thousands of islands? I think Indonesia has more. Right? Yeah, Indonesia's yeah. got to have way more, like, because that's like that's a whole. Yeah. Dang, man. Well, yeah, wow. So that's, yeah, that's definitely a place that you could spend some time in. So you're only there for a month, right? Yeah. Okay. All right. um, and then but you're and, out. and then you went to Indonesia for a month as well. Yeah. So you're oh, gone well. for three months. Yeah. What were you doing out there, like? We were taking photos for, like, DJI there, and... Uh, so we were working with like multiple restaurants and tour companies throughout Bali, Thailand, and the Philippines. Uh, so, so you're like taking pictures of restaurants? Yeah, and like, so I'm pretty, I'm pretty new to like veganism. You know, like my fiance is like, like full vegan for the past two years. And mm-hmm. she turned you? No, not really, bro. Like I was eating meat in front of her, bro. Like I didn't give a fuck. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> But this is how it is, you know. Like I was, I started getting curious about it. And so you like more came around to the vegan side after well, like it was educating easier, yourself. Though. It was easier though, cause like I was introduced to it in such an like, ex- a I would nice say extra- like a, an extravagant way, cause like companies were paying us to like even taste their like vegan food and like vegan food in Bali, bro. Like it's insane. It's from all around the world. Yeah. You know? yeah. Like there's like. Um, a Mexican like a, me- a Mexican spot there that serves burritos that are like vegan burritos, and they use like um, 
apart from mushroom, you know? Bali but Mexican a, vegan dude, burrito but it's mushrooms. authentic Mexican burrito, though. Like, the guy moved from Mexico to Bali, and they started befriending people there that are, like, vegans or, like, vegetarians, you know? Huh. But he still wants to infuse the taste of Mexico the without the meat. With the cow, you know? So, yeah. it's pretty dope. Wow, all right. I've heard a lot of really good things about Bali in general as well, you know. And just, Surfing yeah. too, bro. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Wow, man. So you're you're kind of adventurous, yeah? It sounds like. I'm just curious, honestly. Yeah. I just want to see more, you know? Uh-huh. Like, everywhere is just, like, beautiful. And, like, the more you learn culture, too, the, the easier you can, like, understand people. You know? Yeah. That's true. Hmm. And you speak, um, what do you call the... Tagalog. Uh, yeah. Tagalog? Yeah, it's a Philippine language. One of them, I would say, like, the, the most used, but there's, like, so many dialects, man. And what town? What town are you from? Uh, like, in the Philippines, like, Paranaque area. Paranaque okay. is, like, near, I'd say, like, near Makati, near, near uh, the downtown of the Philippines. Probably okay. Like a, it's not near just traffic it's like an hour but there's a place in Fort Bonifacio too um but you guys should visit like food there's amazing I don't know what like how you eat too like mm. you eat meat I eat I'm, I'm kind of omnivorous at this point yeah. um but I can enjoy like any kind of diet to be honest with you I feel like yeah, yeah. Well, if, it, he, if it tastes good yo I'm down well that's pretty dope yesterday Jay like cooked like a pulled pork what is it? Pulled pork sandwich? Yeah, it's definitely not vegan. First meat in three months, bro. That's crazy. How was that for you? Was it, uh, did it, did it sit well? No, hell no. Oh, man. Hell no. Yeah, yeah, that's, dude. It's funny how the body, you know, the body will adjust to, yeah. um, to whatever you give it, you know? Exactly. It's, yeah, it's like, it's like a, a totally different kind of fuel. But were you, you were eating fish though out there? Yeah, no? fish. Yeah. But fish isn't vegan. No, so it's like the man, so like pescatarian. Like yeah. What was the fish? But I like only eat fish for work. What was the fish you were saying? Was like, <laughs> so like, Interesting. oh, like when you're taking a picture. Yeah, like when they work for a company, it's like. Oh, and, and they're asking you to, you said like. Because like some specialties, like they have specialties with like fish specifically, you know? Yeah. And I like, thought, I thought it was awesome. <laughs> yeah, dude, it's fucking dope. But. Yeah, I had mm. to try it. Was and good. that's like, was like your pay was like the taking the pictures yeah. and like to eat the food. And exactly. And like, on the, so there's, there's different places that are like owned by locals, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, so when you visit these countries, like you realize that a lot of the business owners are not local. It's more oh, expats, yeah. you know? Like yeah, that. yeah. And it's kind of sad too, just cause like, but good thing now is like in Asia, they're, they're starting to, um, figure things out when it comes to like regulations you know I see but a lot of expats move there and I mean they, they are giving jobs to the people but at the same time it's like taking advantage of their culture too at the same time yeah yeah you know no, that's 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 kind of that's the western way really yeah um, I mean it happened same same thing Hawaii as well you know yeah, Cuba yeah, huh? The Caribbean, all these different places. There's, you know, there's been a different degree. But it was good of, too for the people. Like, yeah. There's like a balance. It's a two-edged sword. Yeah. Yeah. 
but the yeah. culture is shifting you know so mm. a lot of like the people that are growing up now they don't even understand like the history or like what makes them their ethnicity you know like filipinos us filipinos yeah, yeah. Like they don't know where we come from at a certain point but, yeah man what do you what would you say is the antidote i don't even know man yeah like i would say knowledge but at the same time knowledge is skewed like you know what you want but based on like we have like filters as human beings you know like we filter things out yeah it's a fake news you know sponsored content mandela yeah. effect you I mean, know all these, these things too, right? yeah yeah and 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 how we're sort of uh we're, we get influenced and shaped by a lot of things that sometimes we don't even see yeah you know um yeah, it's it, it's it's interesting. I, I think that that's um, the plight of, of like every indigenous culture really yeah. is 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 you know keeping touch with what well, <laughs> yeah keep out of reach if you can as long as you can first right but but when contact that kind of hostile contact is made like not letting it take over and keeping contact with the ancestor with the the culture in this way that. Keeps the roots alive, yeah. yeah? Uh, it's more difficult now for the education system though too. It's not that good. Yeah. 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 What is what is the um, cultural story? How is that sort of uh, shared in, in the Philippines? Uh, is, is it something that the the older generation, like the grandparents, do they do they like to share those stories about you know their time in youth and, and, and whatnot I mean, is that like is there like a clear channel between the elders and the youth actually sometimes like i was just telling jay that this too like a lot of the elders there don't really tell their past too mm-hmm. just because it was kind of hard for them like during their time it was like they, the philippines had like martial law etc right so it, there's like a psychological effect towards that person so mm-hmm. They don't want to. Um, they don't want you to understand it or feel it. That's or why. Relive it. Yes, exactly. Yeah. But at the same time, like, if you don't tell that story, it's like history repeats itself. Yeah, uh, we had a question uh, one time about uh, about that phenomenon, right? Where that we're we're just talking about, and I, I, it reminds me of this question where they asked about the Stockholm syndrome, of the, where a captor will, yeah. you know, have this sort of. Sympath- they'll sympathize with the person who kidnapped them or that held yeah. them hostage and in disconnecting from like the, the their freedom in their external world in this kind of way and how that can kind of compromise a uh, uh, in, in this non-beneficial way um, and culturally that that's like a common theme a common phenomenon oh, yeah. Yeah, like- and that resistance story you know like that rebel story like that that fighting back we we love that storyline. We love that, and yeah. and those are like our heroes in our heart. You know what I'm saying? Like people like to have this stable culture and society that everything is orderly. No matter how much wreckage it creates, if it's comfortable and orderly, it's worth all of the damage. That's um, crazy. But uh, but we love the rebel, you know. And the Filipinos were fighters and warriors against not only Spain. But also the the conquest that immediately after that the United States inflicted on them, um, and the straight atrocities. Yet they never 
surrendered. You know what I mean? Like that fight. Man, honestly, I would say like, so there's three islands in the Philippines, right? Like, there's two islands that definitely surrendered because like with Spain, like when Spain invaded the Philippines, we didn't really have a choice but to. They were killing too many, like too many of like our ancestors there, you know. Mm-hmm. So, um, we were invaded by Spaniards for like almost, actually a lot, a lot of years. Yeah, like three hundred. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Three hundred years. Um, and yeah, so well, like we have that we was have, that was probably like what fifteen hundred maybe fifteen hundreds. Yeah, so that that would be a three hundred year window. Yeah. And then it was like the whole McKinley was the president. Yeah. Or they yeah, yeah. Inflicted some uh, pretty awful stuff on the Filipino people. By yeah. Way of ten. Because like you got like the Americans basically freed us from the Spain, um, or when the Spain invaded, right? Like they they basically freed us. The Filipinos were technically slaves for Spain, like mm. from Spain. They invaded us through Catholicism. Like, yeah, it yeah. came in with. It's like that Stockholm Syndrome thing. Yes. Yeah. yeah. And you're a, yeah. you're a Catholic. Yes. Yeah. I was born into it. Yeah. Um, yeah. So everyone is born into it. But yeah. there's there's um, there's other religions there too, but it's predominantly. We ended up going to pretty dope places in in Bali. Like so there uh, it's called Uluwatu Temple. It's like on this on the tip of Bali, Indonesia. And during sunset it was like there's like a cave, right? Like right. a cave that during sunset we started like just running down to that staircase. And we saw hella bats. Like I've never seen that like scenery in my life, and I couldn't even capture how fucking magnificent that was. With the camera. Yeah, because like there's certain things that you can't capture, bro. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, And I'm just like there, like I had to put it down. Like this is fucking crazy, dude. Imagine hella bats, Jay. Yeah. I've never seen so many bats just flying like that. It's like, like a tornado down there. Fucking dope. How far away was this? Uh, no, hell no. Like, it was like. So it was like a water water scene in front of me, and it's just on the side. And the Uluwatu temple is on the right side. That temple is fucking dope. What is the religion of the temple? Honestly, like, there's. I'm, I myself am not familiar with, like, the religion in Bali, because there's a mm. lot too. Um, there's, there's Muslims too, and. Like people don't know that there's in different places like there's a lot of like beliefs and religions already spreading you know like it's not just predominantly one religion anymore yeah like even buddhism in thailand there's different special like specifications of buddhism right yeah and they they just it's not like the warfare yeah are often told exactly okay yeah see and so like you say that you um travel and because you wanted to see yeah. you know all just, these things and it 
Because, like, you just read about it, you know, like, most of the people, like, they live through information based on, like, whatever's given or whatever's available for them. Mm-hmm. But they don't really experience certain things. Like, you don't get to see, like, how a place is actually visually or how hard a place is, re- like, how easy or hard a place really is. Or you don't get to see bats. Yeah, like, so, like tornadoing like if you just yeah. in your house all the yeah or in your hometown all the but time. But those are yeah, like yeah. just luck, man. Honestly, like scenery like that, you can't really time it. Yeah. If yeah. the world doesn't want to show you that, you're not gonna see it, dude. <laughs> you know. Yeah, yeah. So you said that this was outside of this temple. Right? Yeah. Did you go to the temple? Yeah. Did you? Do you have any photos of that? Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Okay, and you have those online, right? No, I didn't. I I haven't really edited all my photos in Bali stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a lot, man. There's okay. So many, there's so many temples that we went to that I still have to edit a lot of them. Okay. Just, so well, well, where do we see your work that you've already done though? Oh, uh, it's like at chasedit.com. It's c h a s e d i t dot com. Okay. Cool. Yeah. And uh, and you've also got an Instagram, right? You're yeah. pretty active on that platform. Yeah. Right, and what's your Insta? It's at Chasing Rooftops. Okay. At Chasing Rooftops yeah. for Instagram and then chasedit.com. Yeah. Okay, word. Cool. It's All right. Good, if you got your mobile, just jump right on and go check out uh, Chasing Rooftops yeah. at Instagram and chasedit.com. Check out the photography. And, uh, and you shoot all over the world, is this right? Yep. Okay. Very cool. I haven't touched yeah. South America, so you know, like I need to. It's so much next destination. Yeah, dude, but I want to go to India, bro. Like I don't know if you've heard about the the color, the color fest. Yeah, 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 with, with like the, the color powder. Yeah. yeah, like whatever camera you use there to shoot that festival, it's gonna be broken the next day. <laughs> but whatever footage yeah. you have, if you show your kids that photo, like fo- like footage, it's gonna be different, bro. 10 years from now, like that, that yeah, color yeah. festival is completely different. It's not authentic anymore, you know? Yeah. So I want to feel it while it still exists because people can just relive it through there. What, what, do, you, what do you prefer to shoot with? Fuck, dude. That's difficult. <laughs> it's like I went through like every single like, camera. I went through like a Canon, Nikon, like Sony and Fuji. Uh-huh. But I'd still go for a Fuji. Really? Like a Fuji X-T2, definitely. Okay. Or X-T1. And, of course, whatever your composition is will determine, like, your lens. But is there... Is, yeah. what, what What is your... My to-go, like... Yeah, lens, yeah. Uh, when I'm, when I'm on the road... When I'm on the road, it would be, like, a 10 millimeter to 20. Or anything that's wide enough, but not too wide. Mm-hmm. I would say, like, an 85 millimeter for portraits. Okay. 50 to 85 because an 85 has a macro you know right so there's two lenses that's it but like the rest is just you just have to like move further closer you know <laughs> right right yeah someone uh, um, someone once said that the best zoom is your feet yes exactly <laughs> but you're able to I always thought the about that background yeah. more if you have like a zoom lens I don't mm-hmm. know if you've noticed that effect if you're shooting with a zoom lens you stack every background do you guys still have Sorry. photos from the past? I think you guys were growing up. 
like actual yes. pictures. Yes. Yeah. Uh, we definitely don't have like those stacks of photo album. You go to your grandma's house and like the whole bookshelf is just like generations and black and white photos. Kind of don't really have that. Yeah, anymore. no, I, my family has that a lot. Yeah. Family. I was just looking at some when I was back in town. Yeah, yeah. So that's crazy, though. Yeah. Think about it. Like, it's not getting past now. Like, photos now will be, like, viewed Yeah, online. like, I've, I've definitely had computers. Like, now I just have, like, a stack of old computers that like, <laughs> I can never figure out how to get that thing running again. It's got yeah. all these old pictures in it. <laughs> Yeah, do you uh, you ever shoot Polaroids? Yeah, yeah. Polaroids are fun. That's it's cool. like one of ones, you know. Yeah. Like there's no other copies after that. Yeah. Like you can never get the same photos with Polaroid, on the, even on a second shot. They should do, you know, there's like paparazzi and stuff who like sell their like thousand dollars <laughs> like for a picture. They should be Polaroid paparazzi. Like, <laughs> yeah, like good shot. I got the only one. Like. Yeah. The paparazzi runs down the street flipping like the... (laughs) You could kill this story right now for a thousand (laughs) dollars. What is the the most surprising shot that you've ever taken where you didn't realize how dope it was going to be before you got into it and then boom, there you are. Um, Let me hear about that. Like portraits in general? Like street portraits in like different countries. You're able to get like raw emotions bro you know that you don't even need to explain something that's what a photo should be that's what like, like no more so than like when you're taking like a shot of a street when you're hanging yeah. off the side of a skyscraper i mean it's i love that like, too more, get more of a thrill of like taking like you know in a village like taking no i feel it no like i love that feeling of like a gentleman but there's something about a story with like they like, I don't know, it's more like emotionally attached, like people get emotionally attached to photos that are like that. But I feel like that's what my artists, I just try to trigger emotions. Yeah. Cause I, like, yeah. when you're triggered with an emotion, it's like, it's hard to disattach to it, you know? Yeah. So when they see like an emotion of them falling, like some people, like their hands start getting sweaty. Yeah. Like, it's like Imagine, yeah, exactly. Yeah, it so, makes me sick. I was just when I was showing him some, I was like, "This makes me sick looking at." <laughs> yeah. You know what I'm saying? But like, like it seriously yeah. makes me like ill, like like seeing you like hanging off the side of a building or like up on a crazy street ledge. There's a feeling to it though, like you just like you want to stop looking at it, but you like, what the fuck? I love that, that one where the guy's like standing at like the precipice of the building, like just like on the top of the world but you can tell it like he had to have walked down this like narrow little like <laughs> beam to get like out on that point. like an eye beam yeah, was, it it at night? Super tiny. What? was it like a night photo um, yeah i think it was night and the city was all like way lit up like neon and it's just one like one little yes. tiny guy on the edge and this immense city but he's standing defiant like a superhero you know just chilling yeah the caption for this one, uh, you can check it out, Chasing Rooftops, or at Chasing Rooftops on Instagram. It's, uh, it says, people spend the money they don't have on the things they don't need to impress the people they don't like. Go check it out. And, and this was uh, shot in San Francisco? Yeah, that's in yeah. the financial district. 
the financial district. Yeah. So if you if you're familiar with the skyline in San Francisco, you'll know exactly what you're looking at when you see it. But uh, take a closer look. That's like the amazing of, shot, dude. That's, that's like the mid of a lot of um, the people that work in the city. You know, they just try to get as much money. And like they get so crazy because it's like a concrete jungle too, you know. Yeah, they're yeah. like on the edge every day. Like if someone bumps them, they want to fight or like you know. But how is like like that house skinny that little area, <laughs> towering over <laughs> the be... city streets like that he walked across to get there? Like, how do you not like the wind? Like, I mean, there's definitely wind, but like, dude, you know wind because like in Chicago, just to wind walk. So I mean, I would be like. I could never do it. I like walking you, on like, something like a fan. Scooting along like a, like a inchworm oh, the whole month. Even that, I would be like shivering. No way could I do that. Yeah. But the shot was worth it. You know? That shot is It epic. was worth it, yeah. How long was the exposure on the... This was like 10 seconds. 10 seconds, yeah. yeah. Hi, yeah. I saw the... I mean, Hi. dude, it, it's, it's so... Like, even f- and from here, it's so crisp, but, you know, like the way that the night sky is sort of like pleasantly light polluted in that, that sort of that glow away it almost looks like uh some kind of like painting. a painting or yeah. some kind of artwork that you so just night photography is like light painting people don't really understand yeah. that but like you're shooting blind like you can't really know the effect of what you're shooting a photo with at night if you're doing long exposure right, right. you know like you don't know what what the light will illuminate when it comes to like shadowing mm-hmm. especially if it's a dark do you have a company that you or are you a freelance? Uh, I'm still a freelance. Okay, yeah. and how do you how do you go about contacting or contracting these companies? I mean, how, what was your first exposure to you know like a, a client like that? Honestly, it's through everything that's through social, like social media. Really, um, I, I would want to say I don't I don't even want to say that just because it sounds pretty crazy, you know. Mm. But. The millennials now they don't really read books. They don't really read things hard copy. Every every information they know is through the phone. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And that was the intro for me. And I just started posting it and people started liking it. What is your next journey looking like? Uh your next destination? Oh sign like India, dude. I really wanna see that. India? Yeah. They're like painting, yeah, like that like um color festival. Color festival. Right. Yeah. I've, yeah. I mean, I've I've lived through um, that culture through uh, like through my friends like, mm-hmm. because they went there and they took photos there. But even their photos, they tell me like it's not the same. Like when you're there, cause people are getting slapped by like powdered. You know, like everything's colorful. Yeah. <laughs> I was just thinking uh, the three sixty cameras or the video. Yeah. You know, you ever yeah. you ever mess with those? David, the I was thinking how the, nuts that would be to have. You know, it would probably be a target for everyone just, and they would just blot it out yeah. with dust and everything. But how cool would that be to like run that through the color festival? So you yeah. see in all directions in a way that like you couldn't even experience, even if you were there. Not to say like that that would be the better. VR? Yeah, a VR thing where you yeah. could just at any moment, like in all directions, see. I think that would be kind of cool, um, for especially for people who whose reality might not allow them to make it yeah. <laughs> to the color festival. So if you had a choice, would you put that material out? Oh man! Or would you keep it for yourself? 
I, I'd probably keep oh, it sure. for loved ones. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. It's like, look. There's some material that, like, I try not to share too much because I just want to make people curious for them to go. You know? There's no fun of, show, like, showing everything because, like, you need to yeah, experience yeah. it, bro. 